This is Popaganda, the feminism and pop culture podcast. Today, we're talking about words that hurt. Most rock bands have to be worried about gigs and getting paid and putting out their next album. But one Portland rock band has spent a lot of time worrying about the U.S. trademark office. Simon Tam heads up the rock band called The Slants. The band is an all-Asian-American group who described their sound as Chinatown dance rock. They wanted to reclaim a word that's been used disparagingly to describe their race. But the U.S. Trademark Office hasn't seen the value of the political point. Rocker Simon Tam tells the story. My first real lesson on the power of language was at the age of 11. In the basketball courts at school, I was tormented by other students. They'd throw balls, punches, rocks, and insults, while yelling gook and jap. One day, I had enough. I threw back. I'm a chink. Get it right. Stunned, they didn't know what to do. Confused, they stopped. The act of claiming an identity can be transformational. It can provide healing and empowerment and can wield solidarity within a community. And perhaps most importantly, it can diminish power from an oppressor, a dominant group. The idea of reappropriation isn't a new one. The process of turning negative words, symbols, or ideas into positive parts of our own identity can involve repurposing a racial epithet or taking on a stereotype for socio-political empowerment. But reappropriation could be confusing, sometimes People can't figure out the nuances on why something is or isn't offensive. Nearly a decade ago, I started what many have referred to as the world's first and only all-Asian-American dance rock band. In addition to our brand of 80s-inspired synth-pop, we got involved with social justice. We toured the country fighting stereotypes about Asian-Americans, led workshops, raised money for charities, and provided a bold portrayal of culture through our music. It was an incredible time and letters of support from marginalized communities poured in. Well, during this time, our attorney recommended that we register the trademark on our band's name, something that's commonly done for national acts. However, the US Trademark Office rejected it, claiming our name was disparaging to Asians. I named the band The Slants. The name that represented our perspective, or our slant, if you will, on life as people of color. It was a deliberate act of claiming an identity, as well as a nod to Asian American activists who had been using the term for decades. But the trademark office didn't buy it. They used sources like UrbanDictionary.com, a photo of Miley Cyrus pulling her eyes back in a slant eye gesture, and anonymous posts on internet message boards to quote-unquote prove that it was offensive. In 2010, the trademark office denied my first application to trademark our band's name. So for the past five years, I've been fighting in numerous courts. I've supplied thousands of pages of evidence, including letters of support from prominent community leaders and organizations, independent national surveys, an expert report from a co-editor at the New American Oxford Dictionary, and more. The trademark office was not swayed. They called our effort laudable, but not influential. And with just a few keystrokes, 
They wiped away the voices of thousands of Asian Americans and told me that I had no right to represent all Asian Americans. Yet somehow, this white attorney in the trademark office had that same power. Unlike many other disparaging trademarks like the Washington Redskins, I'm a member of the actual community group in question. Plus, the name I'm trying to trademark is not an inherent racial slur. Slant is a common everyday term. In fact, it's been trademarked hundreds of times. I'm the only person in all of US history to be denied a trademark registration for being offensive to Asian Americans. Why? The trademark office wrote, it is uncontested that the applicant is a founding member of a band composed of members of Asian descent. Then they pointed out the obvious Asian imagery on our website, including photographs of Asian people and an album cover with a quote-unquote stylized dragon. In essence, we were too Asian to trademark the name The Slants. When we pointed out their racism, the trademark office backpedaled claiming that anyone with that kind of imagery would be subject for denial. The problem is, we're an Asian band. We can't change our ethnic identities. Those photographs are of us. That artwork is reflective of our respective cultural heritages. Under this absurd legal premise, slant is something that anyone could trademark. Anyone except Asian Americans. This is also why you see white people trademarking terms like Jap, and oriental without even being questioned. But when a Chinese American applied to trademark chink pride, he was swiftly denied. He was also told that it was racist to Asians. The law that the trademark office is using was written in 1942, decades before the Civil Rights Act. It's been disproportionately affecting minorities for almost 70 years, abridging free speech rights from those groups. Almost a century of oppression in this area is now riding on the case of one Asian-American rock band. Social theorists say that our identity can both be influenced by, as well as influence the world around us. Every scientific study confirms that the stigma of derogatory terms like queer and bitch are mediated by perceived power when the reference group owns them. The role of the government shouldn't include deciding how a group defines themselves. That right should belong to the community itself. You could see an example after example that the dominant group is not only inconsistent but completely off base when it comes to the sentiment of the people that have been marginalized for centuries. The trademark office does not have the resources, capacity, nor cultural competency to make those kinds of decisions. In our case, a federal circuit judge confirmed this. Just last week, the judge presiding over our case called the actions of the trademark office unconstitutional. But because they were bound by precedent, the judge affirmed the denial of our trademark. So we press on, appealing again. It is undeniable that a person's quality of life, their opportunities, and their rights may hinge on their identity. When the trademark office refuses to register a form of my artistic identity, but instead extends that same right to anyone outside of my community, it's a big deal. It's racism. It's the suppression of free speech. The denial of reappropriation is refusing poetic linguistic justice. It is my hope that my case brings 
meaningful discourse on identity in this country, that it can push people to look at the actual systems of privilege and underlying attitudes and assumptions that people have about culture. But it all begins with the ability to make and protect that choice of language. The choice of how you identify yourself is your right, but the protection of that right is our responsibility. Then again, my view is a little slanted. That was Simon Tam of The Slants, who in October will be heading back to the Federal Court of Appeals to try and trademark their band name. Until then, the group is busy making music. <laughs>